I really, really liked the um the Donald Gleason episode. Yeah, I thought that was fantastic and I love him as such a brilliant actor. So I'd go to that one just make him be my friend. <laughs> I think Be Right Back is still my favourite episode. Um overall of all time. I just think there's something about that message that just strikes a chord with me. You know, the performances by by Haley and Dong are just I mean I, I, if I could play any part, maybe Haley's part. <laughs> I, just I know think what you that's mean. So, yeah, that's so that's such an interesting. For I guess I mean, selfishly from an actor's point of view, that's like such an such a uh, scary, daunting but um, challenging role to play of you know losing your loved one and then having them back, but not quite having them back, and and then you know making that choice. Oh, it's just yeah that. Hayley Atwell's role, please, in uh, Be Right Back, if you could make that happen. The one I like most is Be Right Back. Yeah, because that one, that one really taps, like, at least something to me. That one hits, like, the love note really hard. And also, Donald Gleason's like, one of my favorite actors, like, pure actors, you know, like, people, I guess, my age. So those three voices you just heard talking about their love of Be Right Back are from three Black Mirror actors. The first voice you might have recognised if you've been following this podcast series, that's Georgina Campbell, who plays Amy in Hang the DJ, and she was interviewed on the podcast about a month ago. The second voice belongs to Gavin Stenhouse, who plays Wes in San Junipero, and he'll be featured in an upcoming episode of the podcast. And the third voice belongs to Wyatt Russell, who plays the lead in playtest, Cooper Redfield. And again, watch out for him featuring on an upcoming podcast episode. So we still have lots of exciting interviews to bring you. But today we're talking about the actor's favourite and uh, an audience favourite, a really beautiful episode and an absolute acting masterclass. Be right back. Hello and welcome to Black Mirror Cracked, the podcast for all your Black Mirror needs. My name's Sachandrika and I'll be your host. Today we'll be analysing the episode Be Right Back. Joining me is one of my colleagues, Harriet. My name's Harriet Fluke and I work on the consumer desk here at Mirror Online. And you come to talk to me about, well, a couple of episodes, <laughs> Be Right Back, San Junipero, but we'll start with Be Right Back. First, so um, I've been speaking to some actors from Black Mirror, um, Wyatt Russell, um, Georgina Campbell mm-hmm. from Hang the DJ, and I've asked them which other episode they would be in if they had the choice, and they both mentioned Be Right Back. It's a real favourite. Um, why do you think people love it so much? Well, I think it's one of those ones that people really relate to. I think if you look at the whole thing with Black Mirror is the tech side of things and how people use it in their day-to-day life. And obviously, like... Uh, is it husband or boyfriend? I can't remember. I think boyfriend. I don't Between think they're married. married. Yeah. Obviously, he dies, and then she's using this amazing technology to try and deal with the fact that like the love of her life's gone. Really, just proves that we can have all this amazing tech and it can solve the problem, but we're still absolutely rubbish at dealing with it all. And I think that's probably something a lot of people can kind of relate to and kind of understand because you know you can have a hologram of your dead husband, but you know he's not really there. I think a lot of people can understand those emotions. What do you think of the acting? Because I think this this particular episode is so much about the acting. It's so intimate. Yes, because he's when he's playing it, obviously first time Ash, it's so, so much more warmth to it. When he plays Ashbot, there's this whole kind of like, I don't know, it's like, like a delay. 
It's like a two second delay when he's trying to actually remember his like actual thoughts and then computer thoughts and then program it into a way into response that he thinks she's going to like. Yeah, he's like dead yeah. behind the eyes a bit. Yes. It's, it's like, like s- when you see a picture and someone's hating where they are. Yeah. It's like that the whole time. He's like, I just don't want to be here. But obviously he does. It's, it's really subtle acting. And yeah. it's it's. I think that's why it's often brought up by the other actors from Black Mirror because it's like an acting masterclass. Mm. It's just a very subtle shift, but this is a different person yeah. that we actually see at the start. And we don't see much of him. But he, yeah. he doesn't feel completely human, and to do that in in acting is I think you could incredible. like you could watch it with your eyes shut, and you'd still but you'd still hear you'd hear it in another way he acts. Yeah, uh, you, you can tell the difference just on the way that he's talking and like, all of it together is like very good. Yeah, it is <laughs> very, very good. good. <laughs> do we think that um, Martha Haley Atwell's character mm. has quite a hard job in terms of the yeah. acting herself? I think playing across from that is probably incredibly difficult. Also, I can't ever imagine, as is the case of a lot of Black Mirror episodes, ever imagine that happening to you. So the kind of con- like complicated and confusing feelings she was having in portraying it, I think, is probably a very difficult job. Yeah. yeah. And she has something happening kind of under the surface that happens yeah. very often in Black Mirror, that she's actually pregnant. Yes. It's something that's important in White Christmas. Mm. And... And that, do you think that affects Martha's decision-making while she is in the throes of grief? Yes, I think I do, actually, because you can see like she, what she would normally do is she would talk about it and he would understand and he would like empathise with her, but he can't do that now because he's oh, he's a robot and he, he maybe hasn't had that experience to build on it yet. He's only got a certain kind of memory. Where the little girl says, it's my birthday, let's go and see Dad, and Dad is kept in the attic. Yes. Always makes me yeah. think of that Simpsons episode. Which one's that? With um, it's Treehouse of Horror. With Bart has had this Siamese twin called Hugo. I can't remember. Hugo's in the attic, and they take the fish heads up. <laughs> no, I've not seen this one. As the Treehouse of Horror is never canon, you see, they just tell a story and then. I've only ever seen the one with the aliens, and about five times, but I've seen no one else. It's very good, Bart and mm. Hugo, and then Bart realizes he's actually the evil twin. Oh, and Hugo's the good twin. Mm. Again, it's Trials of Horror, it doesn't mean anything. But they just keep the bad twin in the attic with the fish heads. And just every time... <laughs> so in this episode of Black Mirror, Tom Hill Gleason is upstairs with some fish. Yeah, <laughs> fish heads. Well, she doesn't do anything. At the end, you just mm. see him, he's just standing around. He doesn't sleep yeah. like the cookies in White Christmas and yeah, later and on. Yeah, age as well. So he yeah. thinks, oh, like, that's one thing. He's not human. Yeah, like if in 20 years' time, is she going to be yes. you know, old and like, grown and she's going to grow and experience this but he's still going to be mentally and physically the same person yeah because he's based off this what 27 9 year old yeah. version of himself not a version that grows the way the memories of him mm. would be yeah if he had just died and that was the end of yeah. that particular story but your relationship to those memories changes your mm. relationship to the person who's died changes but can they when he, there is a living monument to him yeah like a statue but it is animated and that's the thing is like if you're locking this is the, I, the locking away always kind of annoyed me because i kind of felt that it was just a kind of very easy solution i know it's probably not a popular opinion but i would have just i don't know what how i wanted it to end yeah but i just kind of saw it and was like oh and he's in the attic well, it's a bit, there's yeah. a bit of a choose your own adventure because we think he's going to go over yeah. the cliff mm. and she can't do it to yeah. him. kind of wants him to go over the cliff. But I'm, I'm horrible, so. Well, it would be neater. It would be a neater end. 
is niece yeah. of the word. I think you would allow her to grieve. I don't think you can grieve yes. if you keep that person. Actually, that's a very that's a good point because if the whole thing's about grief anyway and her dealing with it, if she pushes him over at the end, then he's and she's grieving and it's the finality of it all that's come full circle. Yeah. And whereas it's nice and it's the romance of it all hiding in the cupboard, I just think I don't know, I just wanted something a bit different. But I can't put my finger on what it was. I think him being in the attic is a bit of a it's a slight joke kind of ending. It's a mm. bit like, um, have you seen Crocodile? You've seen all of season four? Yes, yeah. So it's a bit like the, the hamster ending. It's yeah. the, you thought this was going to happen, but actually this happened. Yeah. It's, yes, I, I think you should have gone over the cliff at that. But then, and then end there. But then I don't think that'd be Black Mirror enough. No. It'd be too earnest. Yes, I see what you mean. There's a bit yeah. of a joke involved with, with keeping the attic mm. forever. And also it makes you think, can she have boyfriends? Can she have, Because her hair's different at the end. It's yeah. shorter, like time has gone on. The, the little girl's... Six six, yeah, six or seven. So a lot of time has passed. Like, has she stayed single mm. all this time in this house in the middle of nowhere? Yeah, and I think I would like to see a bit more of that too, I think. I would like to see... What happened to her? Kind of hint. Yeah, it's it's a bit like Jack having Carrie put in his head in Black Museum. My immediate thought yes. was no more relationships for you, yeah. mate. Like you are done. Because so to me, they're both metaphors for holding on to someone who's died and died too young yeah. and died leaving you with a child. Mm. And in both Jack and Carrie's case, and and in the case of Be Right Back, decisions people make when grieving are decisions that lead to this tech, yeah. that lead to keeping a dead person around. But it's not all of them. It never can be all of them. Yeah. Exactly, and it proves that deep down everyone's just very human and still is just kind of like children basically and like, I don't know what I'm doing, I need people to look after me and help me because yeah. essentially everyone does, but this tech kind of helps. Yeah. But as Black Mirror proves, we're just not quite there yet. I mean, yeah, I don't know if we can ever be. Um, what's so interesting with, with this one is it starts as just like chats, like yeah. online chats, right? Like, like. It looks like WhatsApp is kind of now, mm. I suppose, doesn't it? Like, yeah. OG chatting, what we do upstairs. And then and then it's only later that she gets the body, this like yeah. weird doll that she has to put in the bath. What's... Oh, that bit weirded me out. It's it was like, really it's, weird. It's like, it's like when you get like a chicken out of the bag, the roast chicken, and you unfold all the bits. And it's just like, oh, from my oh, it really creeped me out. It's <laughs> like I had to stuff him. Chicken like, ash. Some butter on it. Chicken <laughs> ash in the attic. Um, that, it was, it had that really good creepy sci fi, but, mm. but set in rural, kind of just tomorrow future. Yeah. And I found the the entire history view, actually. I've, I was just speaking to an actor from that show, and, and he said, Did you notice all the lovely 70s cars and all the vintage yes. feel? And yet it must be set in the future because of the tech. And, there's something a bit clockwork orangey about that. Mm, something a bit like position of it all. Yeah, because yeah. I know something the countryside, and yet then she's putting, yeah, this guy in a bath, and then putting these like superpower crystals and to activate it and stuff like that. But outside, there's some sheep. It's just very weird. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's not set in London. I find no. with these episodes at this time because be right back I think is the first hmm. episode of season two and the entire history of you was the last one of yeah. season one. So there's a couple of years between, but Brick has returned to that kind of. Setting, yeah, which I the think countryside. makes it more believable. I think yeah. if you had it, and we you know it was an episode of Black Mirror, and it was some, it was a storyline like this, but he was jumping in a car that zoomed off, and, and he clicked his fingers, and he was somewhere, or hologram food arrived, and stuff. It wouldn't be believable. I think the fact that it's like a very normal, average setting makes it kind of you kind of can put yourself in the situation more and go, oh, that's rubbish. I'd be doing the same. Yeah, I think yeah. it's everyone can relate to Martha. Um, mm. 
and and she's really alone. I suppose it cuts down if you're in the countryside. It cuts down the fact of a neighbour popping in too easily. Yeah. So her sister pops round and kind oh, of says, "Well popping done." Round when you put him in the bath. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So in London, it'd be too yeah. easy for someone to see you and to be like, "What's going on?" I thought your husband had died, and yet there he is. Whereas in the country, she can almost drift into her madness, and it is yes. a madness, isn't it? Yeah, because she kind of consumes her, doesn't it? Like yeah. she can't think about anything else, especially especially when she's messaging him. Like yeah. She's like, I have to do this. I have to carry on. Yeah. It's like, and it's not. It's not healthy. It's not. She does get obsessed with it, and it's that whole kind of bit like going. If there was somebody else around, maybe it wouldn't have worked as it did. But because she's so alone, like in the countryside, and without him, then she has let it consume. Her. Yeah. And I think she stays stuck in the first few stages of mm. grief. Yeah. When she wouldn't be otherwise, and she has a, a baby to think about, which really complicates oh, everything. Good. I think it's the episode people return to because of that juxtaposition of life and death mm. so closely and one woman trying to navigate both at the same yeah. time and on her own and you can project a lot of what would I do yes. onto her. Yeah, it seems a situation that obviously everyone's, everyone's experienced grief and everyone's had that whole kind of moment of being like feeling that so alone and upset. And so you kind of kind of sit there and be like, oh, what would I do? Would I do that differently? Would I do it the same kind of thing? And I think it's not comforting but it's reassuring to see that everyone does the same thing so would you yeah. have done what martha did if you were in that position oh i think i would i think i would i think, I think it'd I be too tempting yeah to want to see them again mm. in real life um even if you'd heard that well she only heard positive things about it from another from another yes. friend who said it, it would mm. work well for her you just want to see that person again. You're not thinking in no. your right mind when when you've lost someone, and particularly your partner, and particularly yeah. the father of your child. Yeah, and you're thinking of the child, aren't you? You're kind of like, yeah. I want, don't want this child to grow up without a father. So if this father is a robot, better than nothing. Yeah. Thing. And I suppose you probably just wouldn't be in your head. You go, well, I loved them that much. I want to make sure, make sure that everybody have all the happiness. If that means this, this that means this. Yeah. But no, yeah, I think I think I would do the same. Yeah. what would you do with your friends and family as well because we don't see a lot of that we only mm. see her sister pop yeah. by um and she kind of hides him from her sister but the sister um says oh well done she sees like men's clothes and the laundry or yeah, something she, she thinks she's getting over them yeah somehow, i mean it'd be a weird slightly odd bit soon i don't know yeah, i wouldn't be... congratulate her but yeah i wouldn't be giving a pat on the back no it's a bit, a bit insensitive but i suppose it's a very it's a quick shorthand to let us know the sister's yeah. clocked something. Yeah, what would you do? Would you keep him hidden from your friends and family? I think I'd keep him hidden for a while while I got my head around it myself. And then I think I'd think the best thing to do would be to, like, like taking a plaster off, just get out of the way and be like, this is so-and-so Mark too. Like, this is, I've done this and introduce him because I think in a situation like that, like the longer you leave it, the worse it could potentially be. Yeah. But she never does it. Yeah. Which shows that technology is very new, mm. uh, as opposed to in in Black Museum again, where there's a moment where Jack's sort of talking to Carrie in his head in front of their yeah. child. And I kind of think, God, is that going to mess the child up? But everyone's so used to it. Like, the new yeah. girlfriend knows about it. That's the thing I noticed, actually, a lot in season four. Um, I kind of got the impression that with a lot of these things, it wasn't so much new tech. Yeah, it was kind of older tech, and this has been going on for a while now. And I don't know if it's because it's the seasons have been kind of gone that way, and now we're in the fourth season. It makes more sense to kind of have like a kind of history behind it. 
Yeah, everything seemed a lot more familiar and less of a shock. Like, Black Museum. And when he's talking about all the technology that's in it, and he's saying to her, like, this was a new technology for this one, but this had been existed like this already, and it references back. And I think it's that whole idea that things were moving on and, and stuff like that. So, in are we going to see maybe an instance of this, of the Ashbot, in, like, future <laughs> episodes? Like, is he going to have, like, his own network of attics or something like that his own bot friends bot pals <laughs> so cute they will have fish heads together in the attic <laughs> like come over for some chat on a fish head <laughs> what the lads are doing the bot lads, lads in the attic lads in the attic <laughs> yeah. like in the next season it's just all lads in the attic oh god more fish heads so <laughs> So I agree with you. I think that time is moving forward. And Mm. um, I think with season one and season two, you have these really big ideas and Charlie Brooker and and the writing team. And and they're kind of just trying these really big ideas. Yeah. Like, imagine if you're given this, this piece of tech that really changed the world. And yeah, how we deal with death. That's a gigantic Mm. thing. Imagine you're given it tomorrow. That's a different story to imagine if society's accepted it decided whether it's right or wrong because in Archangel in season four we see that society deems it wrong but she Sarah Sarah's stuck with it in her head yeah Um, at the start it would it was new and it was off and out and I think that's really interesting too like they're kind of looking at the kind of like what's it looking back on it like retrospectively they're like well this is wrong we shouldn't do that and is that the case that somebody will look into it with this one why didn't you just leave it as it was why are you playing god yeah exactly yeah yeah and um i think black museum is just as, a, as an episode is about looking back at all the stories and they're they're seen as yeah it's as a bad as crimes mm. they're seen as crimes you know yeah. the white bear is seen as a crime you felt so sorry for her yeah and then it went complete 360 and you went oh, don't feel sorry anymore you've just been sitting there going what's happening to this girl and then yeah. you found out the story behind it and you're Everything you've been thinking for the last 40 minutes has just been switched. But you yeah. don't stop feeling sorry for her immediately, do you? I don't know. I, I, not do like you, instantly, instantly, but more like kind of, you feel, when you find out the story, you kind of go, okay. You feel tricked. Yeah, I'm you like, feel okay, tricked. I kind of understand why they're doing this and I kind yeah. of see it. I don't think I'd go. I don't think I'd no. support it. But you can, I think I can empathise with the people that are doing it in a weird way. For me, I'm, I don't know the the kind of I, I felt like the lead guy in White Bear it seemed to have such a personal stake yeah. like he hated her personally and it seems to be justice by people who've been afflicted by the crime yes. she committed and that's never right either because no. you should never let the victim's family decide the sentencing oh, no. or, God, no. so it's, think... it's an odd one shut up and dance how did you feel at the end of that one same way it was the kind of thing where you just kind of go tricked again yeah. tricked because I think the manner in how these vigilantes like take care of the justice for it using in all these episodes i don't think i don't think it's the right way to deal with it and i don't think it's right but i watch it and kind of go oh god that's making me think now and i'm kind of going yes that is a good thing they've got what they deserved but you can't just you can't do that it what i think about the storytelling in those two is it's got me empathizing with someone who if you told me up front what they are on paper i'd be like that is a criminal. Like yeah. I, I have nothing that I can sympathise with about them. But when you present someone as the protagonist and the first person, and they're in danger and they're running, you immediately put you yourself in that person's shoes. shoes. It's the power of storytelling. Yeah. And what they did with White Bear, they, they kind of 
tried again with Shut Up and Dance and they tried it with a young looking boy as opposed to a kind of t- woman in her 20s mm. and so to have him revealed as a paedophile is really shocking yeah and this is he looks so young I think it kind of as with all these episodes it really makes you like you, I think everyone will, will say some, a statement about themselves and then, then if you're confronted with something shocking you have to like second guess it and you go oh I don't think I thought that before and it is a bit like not a slap to the face but it's just kind of a bit like a shock and you just go oh actually I shouldn't judge everything by cover because now I've got this thrown at me and I think it is good to make you think yeah how do you think people would judge Martha if mm. she went out and about with her ashbot? what like to the shops to the shops because <laughs> that's where people mm. go in the country to the shops <laughs> to the shops <laughs> for a second I thought you meant like out and about without him like they left him at home and went off and I, was well, like, well, she, I guess we get the feeling woman. that um, she has to leave <laughs> we never see her doing errands actually we yeah. live inside their bubble of they mm. tr- trying to recreate their life as a couple yeah. the life they never really got to live fully but well, what what yeah. if she you know yeah what if she took him out in public I wonder if it's you know is there because he looks as a person he looks exactly the same are yeah. people going to notice and would they be able to tell and then would it be only be when someone got really close and then realised, would it be like a shock and recoil or would it be like, oh, well, you've got one of these. Like, what's it like? Like, I want to get one. Um, oh, I don't know. I think I think people would be scared. I think people would be quite confused. It's like, especially like how Martha is at the start. She's like, no, 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 I can't do that. It's such a new tech. I think that people get so like close to each other and, per- and they get so personally affected that I think people evil would be horrified or, he, he's in the uncanny valley yeah. isn't he he has is, something just not right it shows that you can observe humanity but yeah. whatever spark it is that we call a soul probably I think a lot yeah. of the time what I found completely different in San Junipero is that they're no, not real seamless <laughs> well yeah it's about grief and yeah. keeping someone around again and, and hope because one thing we don't look at as if mm. Ash ever wanted to become an Ash bot. Whereas the San Junior Parrot's all about choice. Yeah. So would Ash be horrified by this relic of himself walking around trying to learn how to have sex mm. with his wife? It's like, what am I doing? I'm here. Yeah. For. I never recorded my sexual responses. <laughs> Thank God. But can you learn some now? Is what Martha's kind of saying. It's like, why didn't you keep a lock? <laughs> yeah. Somewhere. Um but yeah, that's the thing. I think you compare actually compare the two kind of styles of characters. When in San Junipero, they're going back to be themselves. So they're not a copy of themselves. They're themselves, but younger. And they're just being placed in a different world. Whereas with... So they, it's like the kind of dead behind the eyes thing. They've sort of got their souls and their decision-making and their um, like all their choices and reasoning. Whereas Ash has been kind of the other way. Rather than being put... He has been put somewhere else. Somewhere else has been put into him. He said to learn how to become and, himself, yeah. yeah. And he's kind of basically like, he's rationing things rather than kind of him doing and living. Really well, he's, he's turned up the Ashbot, turns up like completely unmoulded like a child. Mm. So this is Martha's first go at bringing yeah. someone up. It's just that person happens to be a very large man who used to be her Lovely husband who died. And... Essentially, he's just, it's like, yeah, he's just a child again. So he's got to learn all these emotional responses. Yeah. Because otherwise, he's just kind of, yeah, he's just kind of going on what has happened before. And that's the whole thing about empathy is that you you don't learn. Or just You don't just do something once and do it again. You kind of do, you do something, figure out how you felt after it, figure out how somebody else felt after it. 
then make a decision if you're going to do it again. Yes. Whereas he's just got himself and he's just repeating it. So really, it's just going to be an endless circle. It'll drive, it'll drive her mad. Yeah. No wonder she had to put him somewhere. Yeah. I think actually that's probably what could have, could have happened. If she hadn't pushed him off the cliff, he didn't put him in the attic, she would have gone mad. Yeah. yeah. And she couldn't kill him. He's too lifelike. Mm. I get that. But she had to put him somewhere out of sight. Yeah. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Kind of thing, maybe. But... And the daughter yeah. gets to build memories with him, which is... I think it's nice. I think yeah. it's nice that she has that, like... Up to a certain so age. She didn't have, yeah, she didn't have a father, so she's got a father bot to, like, make memories with. You but... make that sound so sweet. <laughs> Daddy bot. Dad bot. <laughs> she's like, Dad bot needs cake. But he doesn't eat cake. He doesn't sleep. He just wants Dad wonders... bot needs cake to smush around the robot hole. He eats it. It's like... <laughs> Thanks, Dad. What great memories we're building in this attic. Do you want another fish head? But you, you know, when she goes up there... always wanted. Yeah. Fish heads and cake. When she gets up there, he is just kind of like looking out. Mm. He's, yeah, it's exactly like Greta's cookie in yeah. White Christmas. Like, there's nothing to do. He Would he go mad? But he doesn't have a human consciousness in him. I can't That's remember this bit. Does he know that she's his daughter? He, he must have had it explained to him. Yeah. But, but can he understand the feelings because Ash wouldn't have done that so Ash wouldn't have had a child before he died yes. so he's got this child and he's yes. like I love her but he doesn't know actually what that feeling is because he hasn't got anything to base it yeah. on his old memories he didn't have the mm. moment of birth and holding yeah. her in the rush of love that's a really good question how mm. does he does he just treat her as a fun new person he's been told yeah. to like someone to bring the fish heads Yes, and cake. Stuff <laughs> oh. on the fish heads. <laughs> there are so many questions, but I think you really yeah. nailed it when you said that this is probably the one scenario when it's not been the human consciousness first and just yeah. moved to another vessel. There's a whole new vessel, and Martha has had mm. to make that vessel into something that yeah. she could kind of recognise as a husband. And that can't happen. Yeah. That can't work. Because with so many Black Mirror episodes, it's the kind of it's the tech and how people then react and how it makes them feel. Mm. Well, I think also, <laughs> so there's a, with grief, grief has apparently five stages. It may yeah. well have more. And it's, we know about these stages. We know there's, weirdly, there's growth and development yeah. getting through grief. And you do have to learn to live without the person. Mm. Doesn't this tech just do the opposite? Yes. Yeah. It's no acceptance, is there? It because stops you on your belong, journey. Belonging and acceptance. It's like, yeah. Imagine if you broke up with someone and you kept calling them. You're not going to go over the mind. I imagine it was phased out at some point because it'll become an embarrassment to have yeah. this relic like like hanging around and your friends and family start getting worried about you. Yeah. What happened when like that original person that, you know, so what happened when Martha gets to do that like an old age and dies, but Ash is still going. Yeah, exactly. And then there's like hundreds of people that that's happened to. So what happened to these guys? Do they go off and like live in a little, like a little bot area and do they, do they go back to the factory and get, we may because then you then you are actually you'd be killing someone because you've got like a consciousness in there. So thanks to Harriet for uh, sitting in the tiny windowless sound booth with me and talking about be right back. As you heard, the conversation was definitely moving into San Junipero territory, so watch out for that episode in the future. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can tweet us on at Black Mirror, or you can get me on at Sachandrika C and our. Uh, and our Twitter handles should be written down on whichever podcast platform you're listening to this on. Please do get in touch. We do love hearing from you.